You're listening to The Tom Ward Show. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Tom Ward Show. All right, welcome to The Tom Ward Show, where we talk to the biggest influencers in the world. I'm sitting here with one of the biggest influencers in the world, Josh Richards. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, man. How are you? I'm good. That's good. So this is going to be unlike most interviews you do. Okay. Um, where we're not talking about your, your dating life. <laughs> we're not talking about TikTok drama. Right. You know, everybody probably dro- just dropped off. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I think every interview I've had, it's like they start with the business or like they'll throw it in. I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a dope interview. And then it's, so Nessa. <laughs> it's like they just like slide that one right of in Of course, there. you gotta butter you up first. Yeah. But I wanna talk all business because you especially, but all this way guys now are, like angel investors involved yep. in startups, creating their own products. But you were kind of at the forefront of this. And I want to go way, way back to a skinny kid in Ontario <laughs> to go way, way back. You've been an entrepreneur from an early age. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but um, I had my first, I guess you could call it business company side hustle, whatever you want to call it, when I was like 13, 14 years old. Um, I was in eighth, ninth grade, eighth grade actually, and I had a hockey shirt company. So I was like, obviously passionate about hockey. I played hockey my whole life. I was like, how can I, you know, monetize this or do something fun with it? So me and my one buddy, we had berserk hockey and we were doing like different slogans. We were doing different logos, all that selling to the teams like locally. That was one thing. And then lacrosse, another sport I loved. I was stringing the sticks, dyeing the mesh, coating the mesh so it was waterproof. Like, yeah, doing all that. Okay. Yeah. And then you become a social media star. And you're old school. You're going back to Musical.ly days. (laughs) Yeah. And when did the, how did you bring your business, your entrepreneurship into that? Did it just start when you switch over to TikTok and got bigger? Um, It actually started pretty early on in my career. Like, I always thought of it as a business and a company. Um, I was doing my like TikToks or Musical.ly's at the time. And I was doing it just like for fun, kind of like growing an account because I was interested in social media always. I had run like three different sports highlights account, like TV accounts that would just like blow up <clears throat> almost like meme pages, right? And just get like tens of thousands of followers on when I was like 14. So I was always interested in social media. When you were 14, you were yeah. blowing up like that? Yeah, I was just, ma- like no one knew it was me. I was just making these like sports fan accounts or edit oh, accounts. I, like, yeah. I was doing a lot of video editing back in the day. So I like just loved social media and I knew there was something special about it. So that's why I started doing Musical.ly. Got made fun of a ton in <laughs> high school. And I was like used to being this more like kind of on the popular side kid. Like I played sports. So it was like, fuck. Can I cuss on this or no? Yeah, as much as okay, you want, Okay, okay. So I was like, I was like, fuck musically. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm getting made fun of. And then a fan actually Snapchatted me because I had like added them back for some game we did on a live stream. And they were like, you know those gifts I sent you like turn into money? And I was like, what? What gifts? And then I went on my live stream app and I realized like they were actually donating when these things were popping up on the stream. And I was like, yeah, you can make money off this? Like, what the hell? I went into my uh, like bank account on musically or whatever you want to call it wallet and it had like 96 dollars in it and as a 14 year old kid i was like holy shit 96 dollars for fucking around yeah yeah just like being on a live stream i think i did one live for like 30 minutes and that was it and i had and 96 dollars was sitting in my account american too i'm canadian so 96 (laughs) dollars american is like a hundred thousand dollars real money so i was like this is crazy and ever since that day i started treating it like a business i was studying like the algorithm i was making sure every time i was going live like 
I was uh, growing my my uh, fan base from my live stream because I was a small creator. I knew I couldn't grow on the app very well, but the live stream market on Musical.ly I hadn't been touched into yet. So I was just like always treating it like that. I had my sister hired at like a 15% commission-based salary to do stuff for me, like <laughs> having employees at 14 years old. Dude. Like that's what I was doing. <laughs> Is she younger? Yeah, she would have been 13. Okay. I was 13. Yeah, she's a year younger. So you weren't fucking around from an early age. You're like, you're not just the kid in high school, like, hey, I'm going to make something cool. And if I get a lot of views on it, I was ass. always like, I'm always like someone that when I get passionate about it, I plan it. And I think sometimes to like an annoying point, like I'll be thinking of an idea with Noah Beck, for example, yeah. right? If it's like a rundown podcast that we had. Um, and. I'll think of the idea, me and Noah were talking about it, we'll be done the meeting, and then I'm the guy that like keeps texting Noah, or we'll like FaceTime Noah an hour later and be like, bro, I've thought of this, this, and this, like let's develop into this, like that's me, I'm that guy. Now is Noah that guy? Noah is more, more like, passive? Yeah, yeah, Noah's more of a passive guy, and like passion passion project guy. Yo, I got a podcast with Griffin, everyone check that out. Mm -hmm. I'm like you, I'm more, hey, check this out, check this out, yeah. I, I'm ghosted. Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> so Griffin, mean. are you there? <laughs> <laughs> but so you blew up when did you make the move to tiktok um so were you I, still in high school this whole time yeah like high school this whole time uh i think i would have been 16 years old when musically was acquired by ByteDance and turned it into tiktok and i actually was live streaming when they changed the app like it they they had this big announcement there was like a announcement party in la at the time but I was in the Eastern time zone. So it was like 12 o'clock at night when they switched the app over. <clears throat> so I was live streaming because I, li I live streamed a lot. And I was like waiting for the app to crash or like delete. And people were like the rumors about like everyone's <laughs> accounts are restarting. And I had like, I had 800,000 followers at the time when they switched Holy to TikTok. Shit. So I wasn't like big. Wow. I wasn't like a huge creator. Dude, 800,000 when you're in high school. And it, it's not like the TikTok days where yeah. it's easy to kind of get 800,000. This is back in the day. Yeah. I was sitting in a weird spot though, where it was like 800,000 followers, but they weren't engaged like my fans now. Like I, they might be, it might've been 800,000 accounts that followed me, but it, I didn't have the actives that most people at 800,000 followers would have had. I was doing all right and I had viral videos, but people weren't actually like following me for me. They were following me for my content more. Yep. So yeah, I mean, they transitioned over. I was live streaming it. Like, I remember instantly being like, I need to study this algorithm. Like, there's something different because the For You page came out. Like, it was a whole different app. Like, so I was like, okay, how do I start growing on this now? And, like, just very slowly, I started figuring out the shares, the likes, the comments, what pushed a video. So that's what gave me my blow up. Like, TikTok, I figured out the algorithm. And then I saw that there was a tour going on in the summer. I had studied all the tours. I knew that the kids that went on the tours every single summer ended up being the hype guys. Like oh, yeah. that's just how it worked out. And I knew that Lights Out tour and Boys of Summer tour was going to be this huge event. <clears throat> so I fired my manager at the time because he wasn't letting me do what I wanted. Wasn't letting <laughs> me go on the tours. And I was like sick of them. So I was like, get the, get out of my face, leave. Um, and then I started doing what I wanted and I pivoted my career <clears throat> from like a really clean image, like goody, goody. You know, Brent Rivera? I interviewed him and no, well, I won't say anything, but yeah, yes, I know. But you know what very, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, he, very like, clean cool guy, but very clean and like not a single, like, I, like, I feel like you'd be canceled for drinking an energy drink type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like he can't do anything that has anything bad tied to his name. He has to be so careful. Like that was me. Yeah. But stay on that topic real quick. 
can people relate to that? I mean, it seems inauthentic because you know he's up to some shit. You know exactly. he's smoking weed. I'm not, not brand, maybe but like, not, but maybe like he, not like him, that. but yeah. somebody like him. Yeah. You know they're doing something shady on the weekends. Hundred percent. And I think that's exactly where my mindset was and why I wanted to pivot my career and transition. And I saw that, like, like I said to you, like I had eight hundred thousand fans, but they weren't necessarily engaged. Brent Revere is one of the most followed people on social media, but not necessarily someone that has the best engagement percentage right yep. and that's because and this is no diss to him at all because he's killing it but he isn't followed for who he is he's followed for the content he makes right so little kids like they're following him to get a little entertainment or laugh but they're not like i love who brent revere is right like yeah. the people that follow sway is like i love who sway is and what they represent it's not because of our content necessarily because we are so like blunt and out there. You either got to hate us or love yeah, yeah, yeah. us. Like we leave you that option. You know what I mean? But the other way to go is you look at a David Dobrik who's doing it successful. Mm -hmm. No one knows who the fuck David Dobrik's dating. No one knows what's really going on in his life. Not yeah. like with you guys. Yeah. So there is a, so you can be kind of successful you can middle doing that way. hundred yeah. percent. And I th I would say Brent Revere is a hundred percent successful as well. Oh yeah. It's just, it's a different way of doing it. Yep. Just how you want to do it. And I saw that the way of, you know, kind of not showing who I am, putting up a character online. It wasn't for me, wasn't making me happy at all. I was hating social media, which was something that I loved. And then as well, like I wanted that engagement. I didn't care so much about having uh, so many followers. Like I wanted a fan base that I fucked with. Like I wanted to be like homies with the people that followed <laughs> me and like them comment funny jokes about me or roast me back or like, I wanted a cool community. So I knew I needed to do that on these tours and like completely switch my image. So I pivoted, went from like a Brent Rivera to like a Josh Richards, like to what I am now. Like <laughs> I started posting more of like that shirtless content and transition videos instead of like nice games, the, by the way, I see you, you know, bulking you. up a little bit. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been hitting the gym, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, pivoting is important to just realize when, you, and I did it at the right time and that helped me with my blow up. And that was this past summer. And that's insane. That's yeah. a year ago. Yeah. A year and a half ago. No, the last year and a half has been the craziest year and a half of my life. And I feel like I've mentally aged like seven years, <laughs> like not in a bad way where it's like, I'm so stressed. I've aged so much. It's just like, I was a pretty like young minded kid yeah. just cause like where I came from small town, like I wasn't introduced to this city stuff or this life or like the partying of LA, the drugs, like all that. Like I didn't see any of that. I was completely isolated, I guess, from that side of things. So when I came to LA, like it went from like me being a 16 year old, like brain to 21 in a year and a half. I feel like, like I'm not 21 yet, but I would say like mentally I'm like just, I've matured in such a crazy way. Don't and you think like it happens with like child actors too. Don't you yeah. think entertainment, you grow up quicker than the average person. And and not only that, it's like you mature and grow up in different ways though because you're learning completely different lessons than you learn in high school and college. So like a college, someone that end, or finishes college, they'll come up with a bunch of different skills and those skills someone in entertainment can never make just because <laughs> they didn't do the college route in the same way back and forth where like yeah. people in college aren't gonna have the same like skills someone in the entertainment space have because you just mature differently. Like it's a complete different style. Like oh, it's crazy. And you're, you're mature. I mean, if I'll, we'll talk about all the businesses you got going on, but you moved to LA. How quick did you do talent X? Like 
How that's much why after? I moved. Oh, you moved to LA just to do that? For Talent X. Yeah, like we, pl- I was in uh, going back and forth from LA to uh, Canada back home for about four months before I officially moved. It was from August to like January type thing. Um, and that whole time I was building out Talent X with Michael and a couple other founders. So what made you different? Because, you know, those that's only a year, year ago. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of TikTok stars in that time. Some aren't even around anymore. Yeah, but no. there's a lot of TikTok stars then who were blowing up or who were bigger than you or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But they weren't thinking like this. They're just thinking about their next post and engagement and let me get brand deals. Like, yeah. they're not thinking about, well, maybe I can create an agency around TikTokers because there really isn't that. And I mean, I think that's exactly why, like, I'm still in the industry and I'm doing big things. Like we just, we've approached social media and like how we brand ourselves, how we actually monetize social media different than anyone's done it before. What do you mean? Just like brand deals. Like for example, that's the number one revenue stream for every single social media influencer out there. Like no doubt. Same with AdSense on YouTube. We have taken the risk where we're completely eliminating that from our like income. We don't get brand deals anymore because of our image, but that gives us the engaged fans. And then also YouTube demonetizes all our videos <laughs> because we want to make quality content where we can put, you know, r- real cool montages in there with certain songs that people like. And we like that we know our fans are going to appreciate and engage with. So like we're doing that and that eliminates the brands that eliminates AdSense. So we have to have a whole different theory in our business and how we make money. So we're doing things that are more long-term like what we're about to like hop into here, all these businesses that I'm co-founding. So we'll start with Talent X, right? So actually, before we even get to Talent X, how the hell are you guys making money then if it's not brand <laughs> deals and AdSense? Like, where's it coming from? So for me, I saw live streaming as the opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Like I was just really dedicated to live streaming and I was making sure that I was maximizing how much I can make every day off there. And then, um, it, I mean- I'm talking about now. Now? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, there's there's merch. There's uh, oh, yeah. like the live streaming still. There's doing different shows. We can still get maybe some deals that aren't like, you know, the big like blue chip brands like Walmart or Amazon or because, you know, they're a little scared. Of yeah, us. yeah, sure. But um, yeah, you just got to you just got to be thinking of new ways to create revenue streams. So you decide to do talent X. Did you hook up with Gruen or who were the guys? Shout out to Michael Gruen. Yeah. Uh, it was Michael actually. I met him at Bryce's house and then we just started talking, going over how I felt about the industry and he wasn't very like educated and TikTok didn't even really know what it was, but just had been in like the entertainment industry before. So he was listening to me and how I kind of thought about my brand and actually my social media account and was thinking more of it in an entrepreneurial sense than just like some kid trying to make a quick buck. You know what I mean? And that, that intrigued him. And then we just kept the conversation alive and talent X was born along with sway. So I'm interested in the financial too. So when you, you know, found talent X, is it Josh Richards writing a check and getting into it? Or is it like Josh Richards is going to be a part of it? And because of his following, he can get their creators and that kind of thing. Um, it, that was not a check. Like I just started doing the investing and angel investing probably within these last like three and a half months, but that was my first ever co-founding a company, getting equity, 
building it from the ground up, doing the actual hard work. Like I wasn't just sitting off my following at that point, which, you know, like when you build up your platform or build up what you're really good at and you're the best at it, you can get some benefits from that, like where you can just sit on your legacy. Sure. But at that point I couldn't do that. So like I was putting in hours and hours like, or at least hours a day, like just for talent X, if that's like recruiting every single talent that we recruited along with Michael, if that's just thinking of new ways to make Sway grow or go viral or the next big um, marketing campaign or the next business or the next virality effect, like it, building out Talent X was a huge part of my life for when I first came to Sway. So how long has Talent X been around now? Um, since Sway, I guess, started, which was around January 5th. <laughs> Dude, that's so insane. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And talk, Absolutely crazy. Who's your roster now? Just hit us with the greatest hits. Who do you who do you guys got besides the Sway guys? I mean, obviously the Sway guys are the greatest roster. <laughs> no, no question about it. <laughs> but uh, there's so many people like the New Jersey boys. They kill it. The, the Mark Anastasio and his group out there. They're awesome. Like there's so many people that we've been able to work with and like have a part of this team that has been amazing. Um, and there's been people too that like have come to talent X and they've been able to build their careers and we've been able to set them up with things. And then, you know, talent X isn't like the best move for them anymore. And we realize that and we're like, all right, where do you want to go? Like we are creator first. We are forward thinking. And that's what I love. It, we're not the people that are trying to trap you or lock you or like fuck you over because everyone that is involved in this company had that happen to them. So that's the whole story and like journey for me is helping out the people. So there's no one in social media ever again that had to go through what I went through. Did you have like examples or was there a blueprint? Like I think of kind of Jake Paul doing it and talking about shitty long-term deals, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but he was one of the first with a kind of a content house that I saw and 100%. kind of owning a piece of all the creators there. Yeah. Did you like learn from that or were you aware of that or? I mean, of course I knew who Jake Paul was. Sure. Like I, I watched social media. I told you I was very intrigued by social media, like since I was young. And so I did know about Jake Paul. I did know about team 10. I knew about like the face house. Yeah. I knew about all that I was stuff. thinking of the face too. And then, um, I just saw that there was nothing like that in a few years. Like social media had all these trends and they were so big. And then it just, they all died. Like YouTube was pretty dead I would say when we started Sway like not saying Sway blew up YouTube again it didn't but like there wasn't this like intrigue in social media like there used to be there was houses before like YouTube was this big thing it was viral 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 YouTube videos were getting 10 million 10 million views like TikTok came in and just stole that audience yep. and then people were just focusing on that so like the diss track for example we we brought back diss tracks into like this YouTube era and people started doing them left and right again. But like diss tracks were an old thing. Like that was 2017 YouTube. Yep. No one had done one since. And then like Bryce and I put one out and then you notice like, Oh, the, since then there's been like probably seven big diss tracks in YouTube. I just interviewed, you know what I, mean? I interviewed Larray two weeks ago. And Larray he killed it on that killed shit. It, man. Like killed, killed it. it. I was in the music video. He, uh, Oh he yeah, you it. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran it amazing. Like he did awesome. He was so nice about how he did it. Like production he, was on point. Yeah, love that guy. Amazing. Um, and that, that's just like kind of goes to what I'm saying. Like more people that were doing the diss tracks, right? They saw it worked. Like, I think that still softish got 20 million streams alone on Spotify. Holy shit. Like it's still getting, I went to the Spotify account the other day, just like for fun. 
it's still getting 500,000 monthly listeners on that song. And it's, it's like, old why are y'all yeah. listening to that still? It doesn't have any like relevancy anymore. Wow. But people are still going. So yeah, it's just like... And you even created merch. I actually grew and sent me some. Yeah. My wife wears the king. Still soft. Still the soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Maybe. yeah. I mean, and that's like, that's how we monetize things. Like going back to like, how do we find ways to make money? It's just those different interesting out of the box thoughts that really bring us that, you know, revenue. Is TownX pretty profitable as a company? Yeah. I mean, when you look at, you know, all the influencers it has and the opportunities all the influencers had to build out... It is crazy, but it really relies more on the influencers and how much work they want to put in. Sure. And it does like the company because they have the resources. Like you, you can see that obviously in evidence with what Bryce is doing, I'm doing, Jaden's doing, like all these boys. Look at where we are right now. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like <laughs> obviously the resources are there and none of us would be able to do this, right? So it's really just on the creator. How dedicated are you? Where's your, you know, like mindset at? Do you have work ethic? what are you passionate about? And if the creator can figure that all out and present it to us, they're successful instantly. Is that pretty much, is that one of the things when you're looking at creators, like are they hustlers? Are they willing to work yep. or they just want to do one video a week and a couple I mean, TikToks? Like for example, I recruited Quentin into Sway. Like that's just one example. Like I, I talked to all the boys to come into Sway, but I, I remember like me personally just finding Quentin on the For You page one day. And it was actually pretty funny how I found him. And he won't care that I say this, but I, when I first was like, when me and Nessa were dating way back, we dated for three months in secret, right? Like it wasn't on social media. And that's just because we didn't want to complicate things. Also like the clout just makes shit bad. You know what I mean? So anyways, I see this comment on Nessa's post and we were dating in secret at the time. So no one knew to give him like the benefit of the doubt, but he commented like this hard eyes on her post, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I, I see this hard eyes comment and it's got like, it's got like 600 likes. Cause like, you know, his fans are liking it or whatever in the comments. And I'm, I'm like pissed <laughs> off, obviously. Like I get jealous. I'm like a jealous guy over someone that I love. Right. So I'm like, gosh, what am I going to do here? So I get the guy, I, I somehow got a Snapchat. Don't know how, if I DM'd, I was just like, send me your Snapchat. I Snapchat him. I was like, if you ever comment some stupid <laughs> shit like that again, on my girl's post, <laughs> I'm just letting you know it won't be good for you. So I know you didn't know, and it was in, it, like it, you might not have known, but just letting you know, don't ever do that again. And like I was being kind of a dick. I'll give it to him. I was being a dick, and he was just like, "Yo, dude, I'm sorry. Like, no problem." And I was like, "Good." And then like didn't text him for two days. Saw him on the for you page a couple times. Checked out his account actually, and like was going through it and saw the work ethic he had. Saw the way he was like treating social media what he was posting what he was thinking about and i was like this kid's got some shit and then i snapchatted him back and he was probably expecting me to like roast him again or say <laughs> something call him out i have no idea but i literally just was like yo do you have a management company <laughs> right after bitching this kid out and then he was like no and he, i was like have you heard of talent x and he was like yep i was like what do you think about it and he was like i'm down and then i just got on a call with him brought t told him to come out to la and we all met and he was just like, he was the perfect one to join. So what? Wow. He told me the story too. And Gruen made me cut it out of the I interview. Mean, yeah, he his, probably did. His first night at Sway. Oh, And he made, right. it's such a great story. I know. The new yeah. Juice World album came out. Yeah, no. I mean, we just vibed so well with Quinn. I remember him like playing with a lighter in the corner of the room, like, and cause he was kind of new. So he wasn't like very energized or like talking and like starting conversations that he was more just like listening and feeling out the vibe. And I kind of like, noticed that as well and I looked over at Jaden and I was like I want to make this kid feel included so I looked at Jaden and I was like dude 
that is so us right there, like playing with the lighter like that. Like he is one of us. Cause like, that's just something I would do. Like I'm ADHD out of this world. Like I'd be sitting there playing with the lighter, holding my hand over it. Like that is what I would do. And he was just doing it. And then like, since that day, since I saw him do that and we like pointed it out, we were just brothers, all of us. It seems like Talon X, I mean, Tway, I got to know you guys a little bit, but, and I talk to Gruen all the time. It seems kind of like a family. hundred percent a family. Like it's, that's what's so crazy. Like the stream is like just last night, I think announced like Sway is nominated for um, one of the best content groups or something like Congrats. that. Congrats. Can we vote for that? Uh, yes, we can actually. So where go do we vote. go? Uh, just like anywhere. The You can vote on streamies Twitter. You can vote anywhere that streamies go vote Sway. Obviously Swayway. Um, but it's so crazy to me that we're like even able, like I'm looking at some of the names on the list, like of the different, like just collab groups that they put on it. And it's no diss to like their success in social media, but half of them aren't even like friends with each other or like they, there's like tension between it all. And it's supposed to be like that best friend. What's who's the best content collab. Like people don't get that sway is such a family. And like, it's just funny to me that, that our group is like compared to them in that way. Like I get it cause it's social media, but it's like, we are a family. We're not just like guys trying to make money and followers off each other do you smart uh talk about smoking weed is that okay yeah oh, okay well <laughs> when <laughs> yeah. i was doing the podcast with griffin i met oh what's the other house called um the one off sunset i don't think we really have a name for it oh okay but anyway yeah, it's it was at, our house i was at the other house <laughs> to meet griffin and yeah. i come in and Gr gruen's like hey come in and say hi to the guys yeah, yeah and yeah. i look and you guys are all in bed together watching family guys yeah. smoking weed i'm like all right yeah. these That's guys are for us. real yeah right. no we're best friends like people don't get that we do regular shit together we hang out like we don't just get together and it's like how can I get views off this person? Let me use them as clickbait. Let me get a TikTok with them. Like, that's the last thing we think about. Like, we want to just hang out with each other. That's dope. Yeah. And if unless you're in that kind of inner circle, you don't know, like, you know, behind the scenes shit. Yeah. You don't know. Most people don't know these two creators who are linked hate each other. I, I know. It's, and all it's, that bullshit. Yeah, it's, cr it's crazy. It blows my mind, honestly. What's the craziest stuff you've seen an influencer, without naming names, yeah. do? Like at a party or like something that just blew you away that you were shocked? Um, I mean, I've seen people at parties like influencers like knock each other out, dude. Like just out of nowhere, like too. Like it'll be the crate. Like, I mean, everything you see, if, you, if you're a kid going to high school right now, you're a kid going to college right now, every single crazy moment you see in high school, you got to understand like all these social media kids are the exact same as you. Like people hold us yeah, to this sure. different standard that we're like, better than everyone because we we're supposed to be influencers and we're like like th these perfect people your kids like, your not at all yeah. like w i want everyone to know everything that happens in your high school with like partying with like drink all that stuff all that drama still happens in the social media world <laughs> like every single piece if people show it if they don't that happens in the social media world so it, it, like fights that happens like you know like all the high school drama stuff that people go through in life it happens and people need to get over it and it's just amplified. I mean, you and then it gets amplified because people take videos because we're social media influencers. <laughs> so people just make it 10 <laughs> times worse on us. There's and then footage like, of everything. Yeah. And then like all these people are commenting like 10,000 comments you're getting about how no one in the world would do that. And like, you're the one person and you're evil for it. And like, sometimes when I get that stuff, like it, it might get to me, maybe now I just look at that and I literally laugh because I'm like, all 10,000 of you little like fuckers are <laughs> 
A hundred percent going to do that in your life. Yeah. And like, I get holding people accountable. I get people should realize their mistakes and learn from them, but no one's learning anything if it's just canceled, canceled, canceled. You know what I mean? Over and over. It's getting, it's getting insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Well, so how do you go from town X mm-hmm. successful, super successful creator? You got sway going on town X going on. Why would you try to do any other business? Why would you want the headache of dealing with something else? So how I look at it is like, I have lightning in a bottle right now, right? Like I have this like crazy opportunity. I've somehow made it so that I have millions of people that follow me and they, they like follow what I say. They do things like for me. Like it's crazy. I'm so blessed, right? With this opportunity. And I only have a few years with it. Like that's just a fact. You Most at, influencers don't realize that. Yeah, you think and, it's going to go forever. And every influencer always says like, I'm going to be the one to stay in the game forever. And like, <laughs> you can say that and you can think whatever the hell you want yep. that, but whatever makes you sleep at night. But I look at it and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I only have 10 months left. Like who knows, but maybe we'll never have an interview again, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I just might not have the relevance to get <laughs> nah, those you like will reads. Always brother. But that's why I'm building out so many things. Cause it's like, I can do that now. And I don't know. I can't tell you the future. I can't tell you where I'm going to be. I can't tell you if maybe I get canceled for something stupid or maybe, you know, like something happens with my family. I need to go back home or maybe like there's so many just you never know. Mm -hmm. So, or what ifs? So I'm just hedging my bets, man. I'm using this opportunity that I have to make the most out of it. And I'm going to be a name that's going to get remembered because of that in entertainment and in venture. And like, I'm going to be like one of the first ever social media hundred millionaires or like billionaires. That's going to be me. You know what? It's so, and the other thing that makes you guys kind of different is I've been watching a lot of these YouTube videos where like influencers exposed, you right. know, their followers were fake. <laughs> the Lambos yeah, yeah. rented, the yeah, house yeah. is rented. Yep, they, yep. they can't pay their assistant, all that stuff. I love seeing that. Yeah, I know because like they all live this fake life where they think like they want to show to you so badly. They make so much money. Yeah. And like, I get maybe people could call us out on it. And like I've said many times before, like I don't spend my money. And then I've seen comments like, oh, but you have a $300,000 car, right? And like, I would totally get that, but I didn't buy my car. Yeah. It's like everything I do, I get it gifted to me. Like I figure it out. Who gifted you a $300,000 car? See, I just have my ways, man. Like I I figure it out no matter what. (laughs) Like clothes, like free right here, this free. Got it for free. This right here, got it for free. These shorts. This house we're in right now. This don't pay for it. These yeah. shoes, I got them for free from a, like a shoe thing on Instagram. Like I don't pay for things. I'm smart about it. Like all these guys that think they need to like show off or like they need to live that like luxurious life. Like rappers think the same way, right? You're just, you're just wasting your money <laughs> and you look like a fool too. Because the second anyone like calls you out or figures out that like you're not worth all that, then you're just a fake. And like that's 10 times worse than just being like the authentic person that doesn't spend all their money on Louis and Gucci and cars. <laughs> well, someone came in. I don't even know who that was, but gave me the time check. Oh, that would be my assistant. So right I, so we only have so much time for Josh Richards. So I, I want to hit two things. I want to talk about investments and podcasts. Heck yeah, let's do it. So you've got, I mean, I've got a list here. Poppy, Lendable, um, Stir. I don't even know how to pronounce A-O-N-3-D. What is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A-O-N-3-D. Okay. Chalk, uh, Atmos. I mean, you've got all these investments. Yep. Are these, because I was involved in a startup and Ashton Kutcher was an investor. Yep. 
but he was really an investor. It was kind of like a celebrity investor. So basically right. they gave him a, you know, a bunch of shares. shares. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, attach your name to it. It makes us look sexier. Exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah. Are you, is that your model or are you actually invest in cash or like, how does it all work? So every investment I've made, I put in my own personal cash. Nice. One, because I want to be attached to the project. Um, am I ever going to say no to free money? Of fucking course not. I'm going to take those advisory <laughs> shares if I believe in the deal. Yeah. Um, but that's another way of leveraging what I have and monetizing what I have in a different way than brand deals. It's like I'm getting advisory deals on my investments or because I, but I'm also like, I'm taking those very seriously because when you're someone that's going to have like advisory, like you need to realize like you're taking people's money for free essentially. And you're going to get a bad rep in the venture community if you don't do something with it, right? Like yeah. you got to prove that those advisory shares are worth it. And that's what I make sure I do. So I'm not committing to get advisory shares from a, you know, a founder or a company without knowing that I can provide value for them. Do you take like the venture capitalists to look at things and they go, okay, we're going to invest in 10 companies. We'll spend a bunch of money, but one will hit and that'll pay for everything else and give us a profit. Is that kind of how you look at mm, these things or no? No, definitely not. Uh, it's not like the let's grab our money and invest in five or four, like a set number and we know one will blow up or the chances are like, that's not how we really run it. Um, we're, we're making sure that we're sticking to what we're good at a little bit and knowing, you know, where we provide value. And then also there's some that are fun, pro like fun investments that I'm like, this is a company of the future. You know what I mean? And like that's, what? Give them a, I promote. mean like a on 3d for What's example, that? right? Like they're doing, um, 3d printing, but it's like, they're doing stuff for space. So that's like spaceships, 3d printing, like, and it's like, there's so much about that company that is so cool and going to be the future that, I know like, you know what, <laughs> probably not selling 3D printers to my fans necessarily <laughs> as merch, but that's a very, very cool company and I, I want to be a part of the future. So, yeah. What, what about the other ones? Lendable is that, is that your biggest Lentable. one? Lendable. Lendable. Um, I'm sorry. That I don't, I don't think that's my biggest investment yet. I know that's definitely one that w I know that we're one that we're super excited about. So definitely looking forward to the Lendable investment oh, okay nice yeah so what else you got going you got podcasts let's talk about the podcast world a little bit yeah so barstool sports repping them right now <laughs> exactly where can they buy merch where is that from um, you're sponsored by nike or is that what that's just like a barstool thing i don't know but oh, our nice. podcast will be dropping merch soon so everyone's got to be on the lookout for that so how do you sick. hook up with dave um it was actually from the hype house and sway drama that happened like four months ago uh it blew up obviously everywhere. And like that was the first time I think like TikTok drama had actually gotten bigger than TikTok itself. <laughs> like that was trending on Twitter, like on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you went on social media, that's all you saw. Snapchat, TMZ, everywhere. So um, he saw that obviously. And he's like in this industry. So he was kind of like, what is going on with all these wiggle dickers? And he like put out a tweet calling us wiggle dickers. What the fuck is a wiggle dicker? <laughs> I mean, we dance and like, I get it. Like we're wiggling our dicks. I get what he's saying. Um, but then Michael is like, like, dude, this is dope. Dave Portnoy like is talking about you guys. Why don't we set something up? So we got in contact with his team and me and him went live and talked about the drama. And then it got a really good response from both our fan bases. And then we made a podcast about it called BFFs where we, 
talk about the drama and just shoot shit. And Dave's very authentic and real. And he's just like to the point. He's not going to bullshit kind of a lot like our image and like where we're going with sway too. So it just, yeah, it, it aligned perfectly. Groom was telling me too some of the people, the big names that want to do podcasts with you guys. And the list was insane. Yeah, I'm not going to mention cool. them now, yeah. but like big ones that you turned away. No, for sure. I mean, I think that just this podcast with Dave just was the perfect option. I think that we also vibe together well and we're just able to roll off each other with our jokes, like spitting back and forth, making fun of people because like one, we all know it's out of lightheartedness and it's like people need to, you know, get a little bit more tough in this world. Like I feel like so we've sensitive. become so soft and sensitive. It's like no one can take a joke anymore and like, that's the whole point of jokes is to bring light to a situation that isn't supposed to be taken lightly. Like that's yeah, yeah. what a joke is. So, um, yeah, it's weird times though. It. It's yeah, weird super times. Weird. You can't joke about anything like, for real. Like it's like, you gotta be careful. With everything, you everything say. you can't, you know, yeah. but it sucks. Anyway, talk about, I interviewed Bryce and we were talking about CPM and the person in their car or somebody watching this probably doesn't know what CPM, but so tell us what CPM is. Yeah. First of all. So CPM is, um, when they run ads on your videos, it's how much money you're getting paid per thousand views. Now, it's what, your rate. what's your CPM for a YouTube video? So for me, it, it like depends. Like I said, like a lot of videos get demonetized. Um, but let's say, for example, like my T-Talk series that I had, um, that was able to get monetized because we weren't using copyright music and the cut. It wasn't like a lot of cussing in it. It's just able to be cleaner. So that would range anywhere from like a two to eight max probably eight dollar cpm okay so that means like do the math really quickly right you get two million views you're getting anywhere between like four to sixteen thousand dollars that's not a lot of money for that many views right like you got to actually get views for that and that's just off youtube alone but then like my podcast for example it's a little bit different because it's a podcast the cpm's a lot better on podcasts the branding's better on podcasts so it probably goes all the way up to around like a fifty dollar cpm Okay. So that's where, you know, podcasts make a lot mo more money than these YouTube videos, even though they don't need to get anywhere near the same amount of views. Nice. Yeah. So I think we're out of time. I'm, I've been told we're out of time. Yes. So <laughs> your assistant is not. <laughs> so that's about it. Anything you want to promote before we go? I mean, make sure you guys go get your Annie Energy. It's like literally the best drink off the camp. in the world. Um, so go get that, Annie.energy, or get it on Amazon, and then watch the BFFs podcast. Nice. Heck yeah. And vote in the streamies. And vote for Sway in the streamies, because we're the best content collab group, 100%. Guys, thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, brother. Great talking. Peace. Thanks for listening to the show. If you could take a second and leave us a five-star rating or a nice comment, it would really help the show. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Tom Ward Show. And you can always follow Tom on social at Matra1 on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.